When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, I think we're to the point in the season where uh, you really got to take a long look at, at uh, what you've put on tape, uh, schematically, tendencies, uh, how can we maybe tweak and adjust our schemes to try to take advantage of, of some of the things we put on tape and, and maybe things people are game planning against us. Um, while still staying true to, to kind of who we want to be at our core and, and really highlighting and trying to put some of our playmakers in positions uh, to have critical impacts on the games and those critical downs. There he is. I mean, I don't even know. Football. He's just kind of speaking just, in generalities, and I'm like, yes, where's a wall? Let me run through it. Point me to the bricks. <laughs> I, am, uh, I, am a, I am officially a Kevin O'Connell stan. I stan for Kevin O'Connell. Makes Why sense. Not? He's, yeah. done, he's done a great job. Yeah. He's done a fantastic you job and, until things go wrong. And if they yeah. do, then I'm just going to turn like I do on the, the rest of these. I, I'm seeing more and more TikToks <laughs> of uh, of women in Minnesota sports doing like the Taylor Swift uh, song when Kevin O'Connell comes on, and they're just like enamored by the look of Kevin O'Connell. Like yeah, they're just he he's a good looking, handsome pup man, and, uh, coaching a good football team. He's a handsome, oh, yeah. confident, smart man, good two way guy. There, yeah, he would be in. Uh, he'd be in the top five, right? Of handsome, I mean, I uh, he, smart coaches. Oh, smart coaches. And, we already well, did those rankings, we didn't did, we? You did those rankings once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be top five. Speaking of smart, handsome, confident men, this is Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, the show is presented in part by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. We will get into ranking things. A lot of rankings today. It's a pecking order Tuesday. We're taking the Mackie and Judd pecking order and moving it into Purple Daily because we have to talk about some other things on Mackie and Judd. So I'm going to give you the top 10 Vikings players, 27 and younger. And then we will also do our customary Tuesday pigskin pecking order of the top 10 NFL teams. All right. I saw Judd getting into some Surleys last night at our Park Tavern gathering, oh, which yeah. was uh, which was fun to meet some of the listeners and viewers of Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. Absolutely. And you know what? Here's the great thing. If I have to put together a ranking list of my favorite Surly brewing products, I'm going to start with furious then i'm gonna go logic bomb and then i gotta go three before i die but after that the great fun 
is in trying them all to decide who goes four through ten, and that's the great thing. You can't really go wrong. And if you try any of the Surly products, you will find the exact same thing. So give them a try. And then, as we always say, show us your cans. On Twitter, I'm at Jay Zolgad, at Score North. We always love to see what Surly product you are sipping on, so enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah, show us your cans on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I spent some time. I, this this sort of came about, I was just thinking during the, the mini bye week here for the Vikings. I was thinking about this season, but but sort of beyond this season. And, you know, are the Vikings set up for, is this kind of a, a random pop-up year because the NFC is down? Are they really ready to walk into a contending window of multiple years? How many really good players do they have that are young? What does their core look like? And so with that setup, gentlemen, I bring to you the pecking order. The top 10 Vikings players, 27 and under, according to your Purple Daily CEO, your Vikings Twitter CEO. Oh, and graphics. Mm-hmm. Graphics. Look at the graphics package here, okay? Yes, this is very important. Our graphics team was up all night. All night. Putting this together. Yes. Just for you guys, mm-hmm. the loyal Purple Daily audience on YouTube. God bless those interns. You know, they're just they're just grinding for us behind the scenes. <laughs> it's incredible. All right. All right. All right. I think this is going to work. I hope this unveils the 10th one first. <laughs> All right, interns. Oh, it is. It is. Look at this. All right. The best Vikings, 27 and younger. We'll start with number two. Well, I'll give you a couple honorable mentions first before we get to number 10. Oh, well, I. I'll give you five honorable mentions. All right. Or maybe I should not. I'm going to save the honorable mention. We can talk about the honorable mentions after because there's some names that could go either way. So we'll just give you the 10, then we can do honorable mentions later. Number 10, Garrett Bradbury. I don't think he would have made this list at any point the last couple of years, even though he would have qualified age-wise. But um, Pro Football Focus has him as one of the 10 best centers in the NFL. He has given up quite a few pressures, but... Mild pressures, as we talked about, I think, on yesterday's show. And uh, if you're looking for a great breakdown of one of Garrett Bradbury's best moments and best pass protection plays of the season, 45 minutes into the trenches with Boone episode, uh, and the, the visual is on YouTube. You can listen to him break it down, too, on the audio version of the podcast. But there was a play, and it wound up being just an incomplete pass, but there was a play where Bradbury starts off sliding to his left, Protection sliding to his left. So he's helping Ezra Cleveland on an edge rusher. Or maybe it was an interior defensive lineman. But the Patriots schemed up essentially to take Bradbury to the left and to take Ed Ingram to the right to open up the A-gap wide open for a blitzing safety. Just straight up the shoot. Bradbury sees it at the last second. That's right. Immediately slides to his right and basically hip checks this dude into oblivion and gives Kirk an extra second to throw the ball. So there's been some moments with Garrett Bradbury this year where he has looked really, really good. Boone does a better job breaking this down than I ever could. Uh, But he is one of the Vikings' 10 best players, 27 and younger, Judd. And yet I think think there's a very good good chance that he won't be back because I think my question is this. What's it going to take to sign him, and what will the Vikings pay? So, like, there, there's definitely contractual uh, decisions on guys like Jefferson that are going to have to be made. And so uh, I would not be surprised if Bradbury, probably a little bit offended and at the same time playing better because they didn't pick up his, and rightfully so for the Vikings, fifth-year option. 
Um, I would not be surprised if he does not return, but that does not mean he can't be replaced, too, by a good young player, perhaps from the draft, who doesn't get taken in the first round. Yeah. He, he is he is emerging into the guy that you wanted him to be all along, right? It's just kind of too bad that yeah. it took, took until year four. So, Amen. all right, number nine. I think one of the two best kick returners, Cordero Patterson at age 30 or whatever, is still, you know, he has he has the most kick return touchdowns in NFL history. But Kane Wangu is averaging just under 30 yards per return since he started returning kicks last year and has three return touchdowns in a year and a half. And I, I, maybe there's a way they can mix him into the offense at some point. I think they probably would have by now if they if they trusted him to do so. But they might have the best young kick returner. Marginalized position, I know, compared to like 20 or 30 years ago. But uh, Kane Wangu is dangerous and can strike. Just uh, just seven offensive snaps this year for Kane. Last year he played in twenty nine, which was which was only four percent of the offensive snaps. But he's not drawing in as much as on offense as I would like to see. But that being said, this offense, like I I don't think Wangwu is the missing ingredient that takes the Vikings offense right now from you know ninth to first. Uh, he, he's a great kick returner, and I'm sure he'll factor in maybe if Alexander Madison leaves just from depth chart orga- organizationally. But I would like to see more on offense, but he's a he's a weapon on special teams. You don't see many of those guys. I think that so previously last year, I, I was I was perplexed because I thought that this guy had some ability to contribute and they used him a little bit. I guess I'm willing to defer to O'Connell more though, and say, okay, if if, Ke- if Kevin O'Connell doesn't see a role for a guy like this, who I thought, you know, when he was drafted could be a Chiefs like player, I'm probably I trust it more. And so, yeah, I mean, his his main role might be to return kicks. That's it. But if you can house them occasionally, not a bad thing. So, yeah, yeah I, th- I think he has probably found a role. And I, if you go back, I don't I don't remember exactly what, what his role at Iowa State was offensively. Mostly a backup pass catching yeah. running back. So, you know what? Guess what? Dude can take... Two kicks home per season for a touchdown. Yeah. It's not a bad place to be. I would. My guess is at some point, especially if you're going to justify a contract extension for him, you know, in two years or whatever. Once Dalvin Cook is off the roster and it's a little bit more wide open with, because right now it's like you're just feeding Dalvin Cook eighty to ninety percent of your of your running back offensive snaps. So once he's gone, and it, that could actually be this off season. Does it open up now? Okay, year three, Wang Wu's not going to start or get like 20 carries, but he's going to get five touches now, and and they're going to have a full year to integrate him in. I could see in the future at some point him having some sort of package designed for him. All right, number eight, best Vikings players, 27 and younger, Cam Dantzler. Currently on injured reserve. Just a good, solid starting cornerback. He's shown signs of being maybe something more than this. Uh, but he's just, he is, he is, I would say, an above average starting cornerback, and he's very young. He's like 23 or 20, I think he's 24 maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, premium position and a quality young player under team control. 100%. He has been missed. Yes. I, I think we have, I think we have uh, grown to appreciate Cam Dantzler more with him absent um, because these guys are hard to find and. Yes, he is a solid player. He's not a star yet. But to your point about his age, Phil, he very well might be or is ascending, too. So, yes, I, I actually thought with how you had talked about Dantzler previously that you might have him higher on this list. But uh, 
Yeah, if you're building something, Cam Dantzler can definitely be part of that. Him not being higher on the list is not as much of an indictment on him as it is, as you'll see the rest of the list, uh, a compliment to the Vikings' stash of young players. I think I think he's, his stock has fallen a little bit too since the beginning of the season. He hasn't been quite as good as last year, but he's yeah you know, he's he's solid. He's solid. He's not a he's not a train wreck. You're not looking to necessarily move off of him. Number seven, Harrison Phillips, hmm. defensive tackle. Kind of a, just a, a nondescript job too, because he's not he's not a pass rusher necessarily. He's there to sort of take up space, maybe get some hurries once in a while. Um, so you're not going to see him flash as much as some of the other players. But he, according to Pro Football Focus, has been one of the handful of best defensive players on the team so far this year. And, uh, you know, he'll get you a, a couple pressures a game or so from his spot. Just a good, solid young player that doesn't break the bank that you can rely on for the next probably small handful of years for sure. He's the fire hydrant, right? He's 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 the he's the fire yeah. hydrant, as he called himself. He uh, he has to do the dirty things, and sometimes he gets bleeped on sometimes for the for the betterment of everyone else. I think it's a little high. I probably would have Dantzler above him, and I know we're going to break down the list when we see it through one. Um, he certainly is not the sexiest player, but he, to your point, he's a very very solid role player. And sometimes I think we take nose tackles, defensive tackles for granted because they aren't the flashy players that do all the fun things. Mm-hmm. And plus. He's a hoss. I love that word. Football. He is a hoss, right? Like, that's the definition. Speaking of hosses, number six on this list. Oh, yeah. A former second-round draft pick, Ezra Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So he has, you know, again, is he the best offensive lineman on the team? Not necessarily, but he has grown in now. What is he in his third year? He has grown into just being a good, solid, reliable left guard. And they've gone through both left and right guard countless players over the last seven years or so. Basically, since Steve Hutchinson retired, uh, or did he retire from the Vikings, or did he go play somewhere no. else? No, he, he went and played for the Titans. Okay, that's right. So basically, like, the last ten years, they've been searching for more stability at the guard positions. Yep. And I think Ezra Cleveland is is living up to his second-round draft status. Just uh, he, he is a, a guy you can plug in for the next handful of years reliably at left guard. And it's funny because when, when he was taken out of college, he had played left tackle. And we are, we're all like, oh, okay, he's going to play left tackle. And I don't think, I don't believe he has even had a practice as a Viking at that spot. No, I don't think uh, so. He, he immediately got moved to guard, right guard, then left guard. But I'm with you. I think Cleveland brings a stability that this franchise at guard was longing for. So, yeah, I, I mean... You might say, well, he's not perfect, and he doesn't do this or that, but you know what? He's solid. He gets, He's a solid player. He's a little Jekyll and Hyde as a run blocker versus a pass blocker, so he uh, he has allowed the third most pressures of any guard in the league. Only three sacks, so so you know, they've they've managed. So he's he still has work to do as a pass protector, but he is also, according to Pro Football Focus, he is the fifth-best run-blocking guard in the entire league he is a road grader, and it, part of it's because he is—he's a tackle that they've moved to guard, but he's nimble enough. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so he—he he just sort of swallows guys up um, on the left side, and with him and Harrison, or with him and uh, Christian Derisaw manning the left side, it's uh, never a bad idea to call a run play to the left. So road graders taking on hosses. <laughs> yes, think about Good that ball. for a second. <laughs> All right, number five. 
Dalvin Cook is still, he's 27 years old exactly. So he is still on this list. <laughs> Feels like That's he's an his birth date says. He's an old 27 cuz he's been <laughs> he's been through a lot in his career injury-wise. Yes. I don't think he is a tier 1 running back anymore, but he is a very very good player the defenses have to account for. You know, for instance, they didn't really run the ball with any success against the Patriots, but the fact that they were able to just like show Dalvin Cook 22 times or whatever it was, the Patriots have to respect it because he could bust an 80-yard run like he did uh, a couple weeks ago. So Dalvin is still fifth on this list of best Vikings 27 and under. This is the first guy on your list, though, where where I don't see a future here. So, like, Bradbury might not come back, but not but six through nine is definitely guys that are going to be here and and contribute in 2023 and almost certainly beyond. We get to Dalvin, and yes, the the um, date of birth says that he belongs on this list. But I think this is more the end for him as a Viking than like an in than than he's going to contribute. Yep. You know, in two thousand twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, if yeah, if if we're looking at like a three to five year window of okay, these are the guys that are going to play their primes as a Viking. I think Dalvin's prime is he's coming down the because he's a running back too. Yeah. Right? Running backs oh, kind of peak when they're twenty four years old, and then you're just praying for for health after that. Okay, number 4. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. He just turned 25 years old at the beginning of training camp basically. He looks older to me. He does look like he's about 42. Yeah, depending he looks on the like angle. He's been on the farm all day in <laughs> Iowa. Uh but he's in he, you know he was I believe 21 when he was drafted and uh and now he's just sort of emerging into his prime and sometimes tight ends if you look at other top tight ends it takes tight ends maybe two or three years sometimes. It, it's hard for tight ends to just like break into the league and be thousand yard guys. And so he's, I think he is still ascending into his prime going forward. And I would expect a contract extension because he only has one year left on his, his five year uh, rookie scale deal. Yep. But he is going to be a weapon in this offense if they extend him probably for the next five years. And that, I think that that trade is going to continue to be a really good trade. I love that trade, and I am still amazed that the Lions traded a guy with his potential and his in-progress talent, too. Yep. Yep. He, uh, so he, yeah, he's, he's on pace for, you know, between 900 and 1,000 yards. He's on pace to, he's only 15 catches away from tying his personal career high with like, you know, a month and a half of games. So he's he's going to look back and have records across the board for his own productivity. Number three, one of the best right tackles yeah. in the NFL, Brian O'Neill is still relatively young and, can, and probably has like th- a good three or four years of prime left. That was a Spielman. So Rick did some in, in retrospect now. Good things, probably more towards the end offensive line-wise. If you guys recall, when Brian O'Neill was selected, we're all like, what are you doing? Who? And and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the the draft experts also sort of question this. That has turned out to be a great draft pick. Yeah. 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 So, so Bri- kudos to Rick on that. Brian O'Neill, if you pull up uh, the, let's see here, there's how many qualified tackles this season? 84 qualified offensive tackles this season. And Brian O'Neill is the 11th highest graded tackle in the NFL. Offensive tackle. Pretty damn good. 
Yep. That's kind of where he's been the last two or three years. And he's equally good as a run blocker and a pass protector. And that brings us to number two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brian O'Neill is not even the best <laughs> tackle on his team. That would be Christian Derrissaw, who is the second highest graded offensive tackle in the NFL this year behind Trent Williams. That's the company that he keeps, according to Pro Football Focus. And if you're just watching at home, how many times this season, aside from the Dallas game where he was clearly not 100%, how many times have you watched a Vikings game this year and thought, ooh, Christian Derrissaw was a little rough on that play? I think I've seen, and I'm not joking, one example of a time I've seen a play and thought, oh, that wasn't great. Yeah. As opposed to the countless times over the previous, you know, six years, Riley Reef was fine, but he was just kind of, yes. he was he was kind of a guy. He was he was an average left tackle. This team once employed and tried and thought that TJ Clemmings could play the spot, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all you need to, to know about. Christian Derrissaw and TJ, and God bless TJ, don't even belong in the same league. Yeah. And obviously, we get to number one, the best Vikings player, 27 years old or younger, the best wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. Not a whole lot more needs to be said, other than back up the Brinks truck, give him a blank check already signed by Kwesi and Ziggy and whoever else needs to sign the check and just say, put in whatever you think is fair. (laughs) Just write an amount, sign it. We won't even look at it. Just write write a number of years a dollar amount, it'll all be guaranteed, and then uh, we'll shake hands, and you'll be a Viking for life. Hey, Brzezinski, make this work. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, no problem, man, no problem at all. So Justin Jefferson, (laughs) Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill, TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, Ezra Cleveland, Harrison Phillips, Cam Dantzler, Kene Wangwu, and Garrett Bradbury. Those are your 10 best Vikings players, 27 years old, and younger, I'll give you a few honorable mentions here. Alex Madison is still young enough. Uh, I don't think he, he's a free agent after the year, so I don't think there's much of a future. I don't think they're going to give him big money. Patrick Jones the second doesn't get a ton of playing time, but he has shown some really interesting flashes. Yep. DJ Wanham, I don't think DJ Wanham is like a future pro bowler or anything, but he's just a good, solid depth defensive lineman. K.J. Osborne would have been much higher on this list a year ago. He is not among the 10. And then Ed Ingram should probably be on this list at some point, but he is not playing well this year. So I would like to see Ed Ingram emerge at some point onto this list. But that's a pretty good young group of players right there. You've got, you've got your tackles. You've got a couple passing game weapons in Hawkinson and Jefferson. Um, you've got a cornerback. In this mix, not as many defensive players as you probably like, but but pass protection and passing game weapons at the top of this list, young players. And I, I think it's probably safe to say that eight of the ten are back in 2023, right? Bradbury sure. could be gone. Cook could be gone. Beyond that, though, that's a that's a great list. And those those top four are absolutely solid. Yes. On yes. most teams, if you didn't have a freak at one, on most teams, Derisaw would easily be yep. probably the atop this list for the majority of teams. Yeah. Well, what did when when Quasi was hired and we were kind of going through, you know, the analytical philosophy of of uh, just like the importance of each position and how 
teams that spend big money on linebackers and safeties and running backs like the Vikings kind of have are putting themselves in a tougher position to find left tackles or edge rushers or cornerbacks, right? And so to look at this list and see if if I, I personally think quarterback, left tackle, I think wide receiver in today's NFL, just having guys that can make huge plays down the field, I think that's in the in the top three to five positions. And then edge rusher and cornerback. So or let's just say pass catchers in general, not just wide receivers. So on this list, you've got in your top four, you've got two pass catchers and two offensive tackles. Yeah. All under the age of twenty seven. That's a that's just a really good place to start when it comes to roster construction the next few years. And three of the four have yet to be paid too. So that's why you you're going cl- to have clear to some say, room. Yeah. yeah, well, but but from from your point, that's why you clear room at running back at safety. Yeah, Kendricks. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not that you, you know if the choice is man, we can give Dalvin Cook the rest of his contract, or we can let's say take a step towards signing Christian Darrisaw long term. That ain't going to be a real tough call. Yeah. Yep, so so there you go. Let us know in the YouTube comment section, the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Do you, do you agree, disagree? Would you shuffle this list? Would you pull someone off the list, add somebody? Let us know. And we are not done ranking things because coming up next, it's the pigskin pecking order. Where do the Vikings rank? We'll get to that here shortly. Um, but first, Judd, let's tell the audience, this is a tough time of year for people mm-hmm. looking to lose weight, you might need some guidance to make that happen, as as you have shown for the last year and a half. Yes, and it, that guidance can come from one place. My friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, who help me drop 40 pounds, and more importantly, what they will do then is they will help you keep the weight off. So this is a lifestyle change, and it's a positive one, and it's not a tough one. That's the most important thing. This is not an arduous diet. You know why? Because it's not a diet. Weight control. And so if you're on the couch right now and you're sitting and you're thinking, man, you know, here it's snowing and I'm not, I mean, I'm gaining weight and you know what? It, it's this simple. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Save 50% right now. So right now th- there is incentive. Beat the rush. Don't be a cliche and wait till January 1st. Do it right now. Save 50%. L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com is how your weight loss journey starts. A shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company as well. So Federated is like having a great offensive line for your business. They're, They're looking out on the horizon. They're there to protect you against risk. They're there to help you navigate the choppy um, sometimes choppy waters of business. Of course, there's, there's great highs as a business owner as well. And Federated, as a guiding hand, is there to help you through all of it. They've been around for over 100 years, 1904 to be exact, based in Owatonna, Minnesota. And it's just a wonderful company with uh, with amazing pillars and principles that they apply to your business. So check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Okay, boys, time Let's for the it. big scene pecking order here. Where the three of us rank our top 10 teams in the NFL. We put them all together in an aggregate ranking here. So this is uh, the pigskin pecking order and where the Vikings rank, according to the Purple Daily CEO, that would be me, the clickbait officer, Declan, and the chief beverage distribution officer, Judd Zilgett. We'll start with number 10. I'm sorry, number one. Because the drama is more at the end. Yeah, it's more at the end. 
The Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> All right. They've been number one for a few weeks here on this list. Nothing really happened recently to bump them. You guys feel free to chime in here if you have any strong takes. Not, no, yet. Not, not yet. They're they're the best team. Not yet. They're coming. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they're two. Okay. Yep. It's not yep. always pretty. Yep. So Declan, you had the Eagles. Yeah, you had them too. Had them too. We all had them too. We had them too. The Miami Dolphins have climbed yep. up to number three. Tua. They're, they're, yeah, they're the second it's best the team in the experience. AFC. Yeah, they're the they're easily, in my opinion, the second best team in the AFC. Or is it the Mike McD experience? That's right. Mike no, Mike. because because when Tua went out, see, it's the partnership, just like KOC and and Kirky Chains. It's the partnership because when Tua was out, guess what? The Dolphins very ordinary. Lost to the Vikings at home. So, no, I think it's, again, you've got to work together. That's why this whole thing of fans being like, well, this guy or that. No, no, no. And uh-huh. in, in this case, it's a quarterback-coach partner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Dolphins, number three, explosive offense. But can they win games on the road in January is the big question. Well, it's been a while since I we've just... tested that Dolphins car anywhere God. in the playoffs. So Depends where they go, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there's most of the places they would go are not going to be fun to play, right? Like if they go to Buffalo, even Baltimore. Kansas City can get weird. Baltimore, yeah. oh. weather-wise. All right, Baltimore. the Cowboys are number four here. Okay, we've got we've got so Judd had the Cowboys third, Dex had them four, I had them six. Not because I don't like them, I think they're very good, but I had a couple other teams ahead of them, so the Cowboys are four. Okay, the Buffalo Bills down to five in our packing order. Mm. I have them three still. They've gone through a rough patch, but I still have them three. You guys both had them six, so five is where we landed. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers are sixth. I didn't have them that high, I don't Uh, believe. Yeah, you did. You had them fifth. Oh, never mind. I had them real high. No, I'm I'm very high. I also had them fifth. Declan had them eighth. I'm not yet. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well. So you're out on the Niners, it sounds like. That. I'm not out. I'm not in. I'm not in the Niners. I'm not in completely yet. How many more teams do they have to punch in the mouth for you to be in on the Niners? Uh, they probably would have to prove that they can blow out other teams. Well, they just beat the they they just beat a team thirteen to nothing. Thirteen nothing. Yeah, I, I, I need that defense. That defense, defense. gives me too. I just and I, they've got components on offense. I don't trust Jimmy G. Well, the right. Vikings haven't blown anybody out, and you have the Vikings Correct. three spots above the Niners. Well, yeah, it's because I watch the Vikings every day, and I, I trust them more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my logic. And uh, the Vikings are seventh here. Put a pin in that. We will circle back. Bengals at eight. Baltimore Ravens at nine. Tennessee no. Titans at ten. Hmm. So that's the pecking order. Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, Cowboys, Bills in your top five. Niners, Vikings. Bengals, Ravens, Titans round out the 10. And this is where we all had the Vikings. Declan has them as the fifth best team in the league. Judd and I both have them as the seventh best team in the league. All right, go crazy. What What are your thoughts? What's the self-evaluation here? Mine is this. Um, I, am, I do have a bias towards Dallas right now because uh, two weeks after that absolute beatdown here, I can't unsee it yet. Um, it, it affects how I ranked Dallas. It affects 100% how I ranked the Vikings. You lost by 37 points. Mm-hmm. I can't get past that yet. If you had lost by 14, I'd be like, okay, bad day. Um, 
but that puts some fear, that puts some football fear in my heart when it comes to this team. So that's one thing. The other thing is, I, I know what Declan is saying about Garoppolo, but the Niners, when you watch them play, are so physical, and that defense is so good, and they do have offensive components that are scary. Um, and and you know what? This is the old thing, too, you guys. There's a couple teams, and San Francisco is very much one that is emerging now, and this is this is where you emerge. This is where you go from... Oh, man, that team's sort of disappointing to, oh, now they've won four consecutive games to, oh, my God, this team is really good. Um, The Vikings, to their credit, have been consistently successful in getting wins. Uh, But I think we are starting to see a little bit of separation as far as the teams that really pick up a head of steam on November 1st, and those teams can often be the most scary. Okay, here's the – all right, I'm going to pick on Declan for a second. Go for it. I'm you ready. literally just ripped the Niners for not being able to blow anyone out. Mm-hmm. And you have the Vikings ahead of the Niners in your pecking order. Yep. Here are the Niners wins this season. Yep. 27 to 7 over Seattle. Mm-hmm. 24 to 9 over the Rams. 37 to 15 over Carolina. So that is now that's three wins of two or three touchdown gaps. Uh at the Rams a 17 point win, 31 to 14. Then a close win over the Rams. Or over the Chargers by one touchdown, uh, they beat Arizona thirty-eight to ten on Monday Night Football, and then they beat New Orleans thirteen to nothing. They have one, two, three, four, five, six wins of two touchdowns or more of their seven wins so far this year. They are almost exclusively blowing teams out so far this season. Yeah, but they've also lost a double-digit game to Atlanta. They only put up 13 against the Saints. They blow out a bad Cardinals team. I'm, I'm not buying this yet. I mean, they, they also, I know this was Trey Lance. They, they lost to the Bears in week one. I'm not I'm not buying in that this In a hailstorm with Trey Lance, though. And lost to a, to a Russell Wilson-led team that can barely score 14 points. Okay, no, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, yeah. And they might be peaking at the right time. I'm not denying that. I just am not buying all the stock. Miami this week, that'll be a fun game. That's that's going to be an awesome game for them. That might be one of the better games in the NFL schedule. We'll see it then. I just wanted to point out that they do indeed have several blowouts. So I think we can well, congrats cro- on, cross uh, that off of blowing your... Blowing out the Saints. That's a great, great The Vikings great couldn't battle. do it. Yeah. The Vikings couldn't blow out the Saints. No. Yeah. Vikings haven't blown out anybody, have they, beyond the Packers in week one? <laughs> point differential doesn't matter. Now I'm pivoting. Point differential means point nothing, differ- okay? It doesn't di- mean anything. It's fine. Point differential, <laughs> single-handedly one of the most important things mm. in all sports. Uh, what are talking about? So I have, I have these six teams above the Vikings. Chiefs, yes. Eagles, yes. Mm-hmm. The Bills, I know the Vikings beat the Bills head, head-to-head. I don't think you can just do the head-to-head thing because it just gets very complicated very quickly. I think the Bills are a better team than the Vikings, but the Vikings prove that they can beat teams like the Bills on the road in that on that day. Um, the Dolphins with Tua have not lost yet, so yes, I think the Niners for all the reasons I've mentioned, and then the Cowboys destroying the Vikings. So, like logically, I think there's there's a reason to put six teams above the Vikings, Judd, and you have the same kind of. We're, we both have yeah. the seventh. The, the one team that I'm I'm having problems deciding on are the Bills. Like, the Bills are good, and I know that, but when I watch them, I don't know. There's not that consistency there that, that I expected. Yeah. And so I wonder if they are going to be vulnerable, or or I should say more vulnerable in the playoffs than I thought. But to be clear, the Chiefs look like a juggernaut. Chiefs are I good. mean, man, are they fun to watch, and are they damn good. 
So and Pat Mahomes uh, had his, had, I think his son was born today. So now we got now we got the second Mahomes in like twenty oh. years to just uh, start dominating the NFL. Can't wait till that well. kid's playing. I know exactly. Just is that kid playing before I die? Is Patrick Mahomes going to be more or less as the as the as the resident uh, you know evaluator of how fatherhood affects and pregnancy if affects your ability to play your sport? Is this going to be better or worse for him now that the child is born? Is he going to be distracted because he's not going to be sleeping? So here's the thing about him. No, here's the thing about him. He seems like a really even keel dude. And and I will say this, just as far as as a scouting report on the family, and you thought that you were being a smartass, and I'm going to give you an answer here. Um, His brother is such a dunderhead, and, and he tries to take care of him and take him around to games. And that kid is always putting out some stupid TikTok and stuff, and it never phases Mahomes. I think he is a pretty calm, even keel, most important word I'm going to use here, or two words, singularly focused guy. So I think he'll be fine because I think the focus is there. And some people can do that, and some can't. I think he'll be fine. I'm a, I saw him just slamming beers at uh, in Minneapolis at the Final Four and at the Loon. So I mean, when when the dude has his mindset on something, he's he's clearly uh, he's Kelsey, all in. Right? With Travis Kelsey, yeah, it was. God, hilarious. I love those two. Yeah, I love those two great, together. They're a great time. They're a great. They're a great pairing. Uh, what are other rankings saying about the Vikings? Let's go to five thirty-eight, where they currently have the Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles as their top three teams. Bills four, 49ers five. Vikings six with a greater than 99% chance to win the division at this point and a 17% chance at the number one seed in the NFC, 6% chance to win the Super Bowl. If they beat the Jets, their Super Bowl percentage goes up to eight. So go get it. Go get this win over the Jets. Jets are good, too. The Jets are legit. Yeah, they found a better quarterback, too. Which is, Which is huge. Be a problem. Bad timing for the Vikings, but yeah, beat them anyway, as we always say. Uh, the playoff picture here, too. Let's go through this real quick. The playoff picture right now, the Vikings would play the Washington Commanders at U.S. Bank Stadium in the wild card round of the postseason. Mm-hmm. The teams that are right behind. So this is this is really jumbled here. Because the Giants are a half game up on the Commanders. So the, your most likely opponents right now, I think the Niners are going to keep winning. So I don't put the Niners, I don't think the Niners are going to be fighting for like a nine and eight record. They're going to, they're probably going to win like 11 or 12 games at this point. So you're going to be fighting for the, the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks, maybe the Falcons, maybe the Lions, but those are kind of the teams that you're, likely to face in the first round if you hold at the two seed. Any of those teams scare you? Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, Falcons? Scare me? No, hell no. Bring them on. Bring them on. I mean, San Francisco scares me because I think they're damn good. Dallas scares me because they beat you by 37 points. But as far as that potential game goes at the seventh seed, no, no one scares me. And the South, I mean, the NFC South is just absolutely putrid. So... Yeah, what if, so it's basically as the NFC South. I mean, they Tom Brady has flipped the switch in December before, so I wouldn't rule that out. Um, but the the Falcons at five and seven are just a half game behind the Bucks at five and six, and one of those teams is going to host a playoff game as the four seed. Yeah. Also, the Panthers 
are not that far behind at four and eight. And so are the Saints at four and eight. So like none of those teams are really that out of it. You could get to eight wins and probably host a playoff game pretty safely as the four seed in that division. Are they ever going to change that? Because it's my opinion that if you win your division, but you are below 500, that you should have to go play. If the team, if the wild card team is, is, you know, wins, I don't know, 11 games or something, 10 games that you should not be, you should not get a home game because you won a division. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree. So you, would you would you just put a 500 mandate or would you just rank the teams based on their record for playoff seeding? Like would the Buccaneers then just be like the seven seed? Yeah. Or would they just not fine. get a home game in the first round? You'd have to kind of overhaul the whole thing. Yeah, it'd be kind of difficult. I think with seven seeds now, you're going to have at least one team that we consider to be not good. I, I don't think that that – I don't think that a team that gets in – from a division previously the east now the south yeah. should just be should just be awarded a home game cuz you won your division as if you worked hard to be crappy yeah yeah it's uh, it'll be weird but i don't know, it's going to be tom brady most likely so sleep, well, I'm sleep not on the buccaneers at your own peril oh they're an eight win team well he could come in and bleep hey, up the whole bracket like he's done before he could but if you're the vikings win the damn game show me something yeah um, a shout out to our friends at Prize Picks. If you like betting the over, uh, Prize Picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. You play, you pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections. You can win up to ten times on any entry, any major sport too. So you can you can start to put together like a PGA, MMA, NFL thing on a weekend. You can even run, um, um, like you can run for instance, let's say the over on cousins or something. And then the, uh, I was going to say the under on cat, but he's not going to play for a while. It's probably not going to happen. Maybe it's the over on Luca Gar. Uh, it's, who's the other guy? Luca Garza, right? He's yeah. the guy from he's Iowa. Killing it in Iowa. Hit the over on him at some point. Uh, promo <laughs> code North and prize picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. And you can help us by telling them via the promo code North that, uh, we sent you over there. Prizepicks.com and the prize picks app. Uh, also, the official pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, specifically dog food in this case, is Nutrisource. The chicken and rice is, uh, as you can see on the YouTube channel here, is Maya's favorite. Loves the training treats. And mm-hmm. now the uh, kombucha, sort of the broth stuff, too. She's just, there's like four different products that she's just mainlining on a daily basis here, which is helping her with her digestion and gut health, Judd. Yes, and and. That, if you are watching us right now, is Stella. And Stella, she, she's not young. She's, you know, what, about 12 <laughs> or so. And so the gut health becomes incredibly important. But guess what? Nutrisource has helped a lot with that. The training treats. Uh, the, today she got up, I'm not joking, 5.30 this morning and said, it's time to eat. I'm like, are you serious? Okay. Went downstairs because I know that she loves her Nutrisource so much that it's okay for me to get up at 5.30 to make sure that she's fed because then she's happy. Your dog will be too. Amen. All right, tomorrow on Purple Daily, we make our weekly predictions, hold each other accountable, and don't forget, as always, Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports on the Purple Daily YouTube channel exclusively right after Vikings Jets on Sunday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tomorrow.